0: Section number 27 of the Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Gray. The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton section twenty seven when it was the six hundred and ninth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that judar when the baker after summing up what was due to him said i still owe thee two days bread replied good and went on to the butcher to whom he gave a gold piece and took meat saying keep the rest of the dinar on account Then he bought vegetables, and going home, found his brothers importuning their mother for victual, whilst she cried, Have patience till your brother come home, for I have not. So he went into them, and said, Take and eat, and they fell on the food like cannibals. Then he gave his mother the rest of his gold, saying, If my brothers come to thee, give them wherewithal to buy food and eat in my absence he slept well that night and next morning he took his net and going down to lake karoon stood there and was about to cast his net when behold there came up to him a second magrabi riding on a she-mule more handsomely accoutred than he of the day before and having with him a pair of saddle-bags of which each pocket contained a casket peace be with thee o judar said the moor and with thee be peace o my lord the pilgrim replied judar asked the moor did there come to thee yesterday a moor riding on a mule like this of mine hereat judar was alarmed and answered i saw none fearing lest the other say whither went he and if he replied he was drowned in the lake that haply he should charge him with having drowned him wherefore he could not but deny rejoined the moor hark ye o unhappy this was my brother who is gone before me judar persisted i know not of him then the moor inquired didst thou not bind his arms behind him and throw him into the lake and did he not say to thee if my hands appear above the water first cast thy net over me and drag me out in haste But if my feet show first, know that I am dead, and carry the mule to the Jew Shemaiah, who shall give thee an hundred dinars. Quoth Judar, Since thou knowest all this, why and wherefore dost thou question me? And quoth the Moor, I would have thee do with me as thou didst with my brother. Then he gave him a silken cord, saying, Bind my hands behind me, and throw me in, And if I fare, as did my brother, take the mule to the Jew, and he will give thee other hundred dinars, said Judar, Come on. So he came, and he bound him and pushed him into the lake, where he sank. Then Judar sat watching, and after a while his feet appeared above the water, and the fisher said, He is dead and damned, Inshallah. May Magrabis come to me every day, and I will pinion them and push them in, and they shall die, and I will content me with an hundred dinars for each dead man. Then he took the mule to the Jew, who seeing him asked, The other is dead, answered Judar, May thy head live. And the Jew said, This is the reward of the covetous then he took the mule and gave judar an hundred dinars with which he returned to his mother o my son she said whence hast thou this so he told her and she said go not again to lake karun indeed i fear for thee from the moors said he o my mother i do but cast them in by their own wish and what am i to do this craft bringeth me an hundred dinars a day and i return speedily wherefore by allah i will not leave going to lake karun till the race of the maghrabah is cut off and not one of them is left so on the morrow which was the third day he went down to the lake and stood there till there came up a third more riding on a mule with saddle-bags and still more richly accoutred than the first two who said to him Peace be with thee, O Judar, O son of Omar. And the fisherman, saying in himself, How comes it that they all know me? Returned his salute, asked the maghribi have any moors passed by here? Two, answered Judar. Whither went they inquired the Moor, and Judar replied, I pinioned their hands behind them and cast them into the lake where they were drowned and the same fate is in store for thee. The moor laughed and rejoined, saying, O unhappy, every life hath its term appointed. Then he alighted and gave the fisherman the silken cord, saying, Do with me, O Judar, as thou didst with them. Said Judar, Put thy hands behind thy back, that I may pinion thee, for I am in haste, and time flies. So he put his hands behind him, and Judar tied him up and cast him in. Then he waited a while. Presently the moor thrust both hands forth of the water, and called out to him, saying, Ho, good fellow, cast out thy net. So Judar threw the net over him, and drew him ashore, and lo, in each hand he held a fish as red as coral. Quoth the moor, bring me the two caskets that are in the saddle-bags so judar brought them and opened them to him and he laid in each casket a fish and shut them up then he pressed judar to his bosom and kissed him on the right cheek and the left saying allah save thee from all stress by the almighty hadst thou not cast the net over me and pulled me out i should have kept hold of these two fishes till i sank and was drowned for i could not get ashore of myself quoth judar o my lord the pilgrim allah upon thee tell me the true history of the two drowned men and the truth anent these two fishes and the jew and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the six hundred and tenth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when judar asked the maghribi saying prithee tell me the first of the drowned men the maghribi answered know o judar that these drowned men were my two brothers by name abd al salam and abd al ahad my own name is abd al samad and the jew also is our brother his name is abd al rahim and he is no jew but a true believer of the maliki school our father whose name was abd al wadud taught us magic and the art of solving mysteries and bringing hordes to light and we applied ourselves thereto till we compelled the ifrits and marids of the jinn to do us service by and by our sire died and left us much wealth and we divided amongst us his treasures and talismans till we came to the books when we fell out over a volume called The Fables of the Ancients, whose like is not in the world, nor can its price be paid of any, nor is its value to be evened with gold and jewels, for in it are particulars of all the hidden hoards of the earth, and the solution of every secret. Our father was wont to make use of this book, of which we had some small matter by heart and each of us desired to possess it that he might acquaint himself with what was therein now when we fell out there was in our company an old man by name Cohen al abtan who had reared our sire and taught him divination and grammary and he said to us bring me the book so we gave it him and he continued ye are my son's sons and it may not be that i should wrong any of you so whoso is minded to have the volume let him address himself to achieve the treasure of all shamardal and bring me the celestial planisphere and the coal file and the seal ring and the sword for the ring hath a marid that serveth it called al-ra'ad al-kasif and whoso hath possession thereof neither king nor sultan may prevail against him and if he will he may therewith make himself master of the earth in all the length and breadth thereof as for the brand if its bearer draw it and brandish it against an army the army will be put to the rout and if he say the while slay yonder host there will come forth of that sword lightning and fire that will kill the whole many as for the planisphere its possessor hath only to turn its face toward any country east or west with whose sight he hath a mind to solace himself, and therein he will see that country and its people, as they were between his hands, and he sitting in his place. And if he be wroth with a city, and have a mind to burn it, he hath but to face the planisphere towards the sun's disk, saying, Let such a city be burnt, and that city will be consumed with fire as for the coal file, whoso pencilleth his eyes therefrom he shall espy all the treasures of the earth and i make this condition with you which is that whoso faileth to hit upon the hoards shall forfeit his right and that none save he who shall achieve the treasure and bring me the four precious things which be therein shall have any claim to take this book so we all agreed to this condition and he continued o my sons know that the treasure of al shamardal is under the commandment of the sons of the red king and your father told me that he had himself essayed to open the treasure but could not for the sons of the red king fled from him into the land of egypt and took refuge in a lake there called lake karun whither he pursued them but could not prevail over them by reason of their stealing into that lake which was guarded by a spell and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the six hundred and eleventh night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the Cohen al abtan had told the youths this much he continued his tale as follows so your father returned empty-handed and unable to win his wish and after failing he complained to me of his ill success whereupon i drew him an astrological figure and found that the treasure could be achieved only by means of a young fisherman of cairo haiz judar bin omar the place of foregathering with whom was at lake Karun, for that he should be the means of capturing the sons of the red king and that the charm would not be dissolved save if he should bind the hands of the treasure seeker behind him and cast him into the lake there to do battle with the sons of the red king and he whose lot it was to succeed would lay hands upon them but if it were not destined to him he should perish and his feet appear above water as for him who was successful his hands would show first whereupon it behoved that judar should cast the net over him and draw him ashore Now, quoth my brothers Abd al-Salam and Abd al-Ahad, we will wend and make trial, although we perish, and, quoth I, and I also will go. But my brother Abd al-Rahim, he whom thou sawest in the habit of a Jew, said, I have no mind to this. Thereupon we agreed with him that he should repair to Cairo in the disguise of a Jewish merchant, so that, if one of us perished in the lake he might take his mule and saddle-bags and give the bearer an hundred dinars the first that came to thee the sons of the red king slew and so did they with my second brother but against me they could not prevail and i laid hands on them cried judar and where is the catch asked the moor didst thou not see me shut them in the caskets those were fishes said judar nay answered the Maghrebi. they are efrits in the guise of fish but o oh judar continued he thou must know that the treasure can be opened only by thy means so say wilt thou do my bidding and go with me to the city fez and mechnes where we will open the treasure and after i will give thee what thou wilt and thou shalt ever be my brother in the bond of allah and return to thy family with a joyful heart said judar o my lord the pilgrim i have on my neck a mother and two brothers and scheherazade perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say End of section twenty seven. Recording by Natalie Gray. www.voicebynatalie.com by dot com.